Okay, welcome back to the True Pit Podcast. I'm joined today with my buddy Aaron Pickering from Take Refuge. How are we doing, pal? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, same old. <laughs> it's all right. Keeping yourself busy during this, uh, during this time of isolation. Yeah, man. I'm just watching the Spotify artist app, like where you can check your streams and stuff, and it's like watching paint dry, man. I'm at three today. Doing well. It's a busy day. Yeah, and it, I was just like, wow, one stream today. Was it me? Oh, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, exactly how you feel. It's for, it's for us, it's Apple Music. We just can't get Apple Music to take off at all. Nah. Uh, it's just Spotify, Spotify going, right? ticks along, but Apple Music is the absolute demon for us. All right. I don't even check Apple Music. I don't know how to check Apple Music. Uh, it's, it's a very similar process. It's still, the, it's like there's an app for artists and you just log in. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. So with, with with streaming and stuff, what have you guys got out at the minute? Uh, so we have two singles out at the moment. Uh, we've got our debut single, "The Gods Walk Among Us," uh, which done fairly well in its first few weeks. It like it was like tanked over a thousand thousand plays in its first couple of days, and then I accidentally dropped the second single without any promotion or uh, <laughs> anything like that. I just uploaded it and thought, oh no, that's just gone live, and so I've just kind of just left it there, and it's kind of fell to nothing <laughs> how, how did that how did you accidentally do it so i, I loaded it up on a I can't remember what we use distro kid or whatever we use and yeah. um i pretty much just put it ready to as soon as it was uploaded to go straight live and i didn't set a date on it brilliant <laughs> um, in my prayer and madness going oh you're gonna release a song next week or whenever it was for and no it released that like Three o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday or something like that. <laughs> oh man, there's so many bands that do that on purpose, and I'm like, man, yeah. just do it on a Friday. Like everyone, people are like, they know music gets released on Fridays. That is release day. Like, yeah. like unless you got a big following, I think it's very sensible to do it just on Friday, Thursday at midnight. You know. So yeah. it just comes out yeah. on the rele- release radar for the Spotify. I don't know how it works with Apple Music and stuff, but it's where bands are just like, oh, yeah, we're dropping our new song with new music video starring this, and it's coming on Tuesday at 2.45pm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. YouTube, YouTube kind of works a bit differently. Um, I've, I've got a YouTube channel as well, uh, which I don't really use anymore, but I used to do a lot of uh, like car cleaning and stuff like that on it. Okay. Um, but... So YouTube works with post timings on YouTube is absolutely key. Um, so at the moment, my my algorithm works out that we should be posting between one forty five and like three fifteen or something like that on daily on our YouTube to get the most views. Okay. So yeah, YouTube's a complete different beast. Yeah, it's it's massive. It's become bigger than it needed to be. If, if I'm <laughs> if I'm honest, like it's absolutely huge. Like, if you would have said to me today, with like, YouTube hadn't exist, there's a new form of social media where you can upload absolutely any video you want and the app decides whether people see it or not. I'd just be like, what? <laughs> that sounds like the dumbest <laughs> idea ever. <laughs> well, someone's made good money out of it, so... I don't know. Where's, where does the money go, man? I don't know. With any of this stuff, any, any artist putting music on the internet or any form of uh, visual or audible media. I just don't know where the money goes, man. I, I have no yeah. idea. Well, I think as a band for, from streams, we made about we made about 
about four or five quid last year. I thought I was doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, four or five quid. Fucking hell, mate. Getting yeah, on a bit. Push it out there. That's the big money, man. Wembley wow. next. I'm waiting for that download <laughs> phone call to come in. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? The Allen guy, whatever he does. <laughs> yes. Just like... Books, no. Books absolute rubbish. Indie bands for download festival. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, mate, I'd rather listen to an upcoming indie band than fucking Kiss or System of a Down again. Like, the lineup this year, I was like... Everything except their headliners was just so good. I don't, like, yeah. I really think, like... This is why I love Bloodstock, man, because they give people that haven't headlined festivals before the the chance. They they do it, and I get downloads, you know, like a lot more money and a lot more people, and it's got more fame and stuff. But it's just like Iron Maiden don't need it. It's probably like golf for them at this point. It's just like, oh yeah, headline and download again. Yeah, yeah, right, mate. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like if you gave... Uh, when they gave Avenged Sevenfold the chance, they fucking brought the show. They brought um, big old yeah. Skelly Man, just like all this features, you know, and it's just like it was It was good to see a younger band do so. Well, youngish, but like a younger big band uh, do something like that. I was just like, fuck yeah, you know? Yeah. At least to have one, like, kind of new schooly kind of band headlining over the weekend it would have been nice yeah just just something whereas it was just kiss again and i thought they i thought they did like a farewell thing like the last time they went uh but they were going to do that again maiden obviously just they're they're just happy to do whatever i think um <laughs> die on stage yeah and what's the other system of a down i just, i don't get it I, I love I love System when I was younger, and I'm like, yeah, it was it was great at the time, but it frustrates me that a band that hasn't released music and contributed anything to metal or rock in such a long time just gets to do that. I don't know. It yeah. just it just feels like more of a nostalgia thing than you know uh, an achievement at this point. Maybe we should call it Download Nostalgia Festival rather than Download Metal, like metal Festival. Yeah, just like throwback the festival. <laughs> <laughs> throwback year for download. Exactly, exactly. I was kind of gutted for my pals in Lotus Eater, though. They were going to do Download this year. They were going to do yeah. so much this year. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of cool bands playing, man. But I think, what, Killswitch doing the second stage, I think, weren't they? I think Yeah, like headlining the second stage, which is absolutely savage. Cause I think Killswitch are kind of awesome at the moment I think they've proper recovered themselves over the last few years if that makes sense yeah they're definitely the best version of themselves they have been for sure like uh, the latest album's just so varied and it's just so heavy and it's still got like the more ballady stuff um but like it's just Atonement is just a record to check out and you know yeah, definitely. I accidentally sort of saw them <laughs> Last year, it was like a last minute thing, just like, yo, we've got a spare ticket for the Brixton show. And I was like, uh, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> so, you say no, would you? No, and Revocation was support, and I was like, yeah, go on in. <laughs> they were brilliant, man. Yeah, it's like um, when I, well, you were there as well, we're at Periphery this year in London. Yeah, how did you know I was there? Because I was like, downstairs then i was like flicking through my instagram after between Pliny and periphery and i was like oh i, I know that guy 
Yeah, man. That was a, that was a weird show for me because I'd bought a ticket, like a standing ticket originally, and um, my PR lady at the time was like, I was like, no one's going with me. I just, I was just going to go on my own, like, just stag it. And my PR lady, she goes, oh, I'm going to periphery too. Why don't you come with us? And then she's like, meet me here. So I meet there. And then the promoter for the show, Alan Day, who's basically responsible for most rock metal um, shows in London, like big ones. Um, he was just like, oh, yeah, we're going for dinner and stuff. So I'm sitting there at dinner table with Alan Day, my PR lady. Broco boys come over. I'm like, you're up, boys, Bedford. And they're like, yeah, Bedford. Because they uh, <laughs> they remember me from the old Bedford Music Centre, <laughs> and then uh, and then I'm going and then going into the venue and I'm just like Alan, do I need my ticket? And he just laughs, and we just, <laughs> we just walk in and then we go up to this like table up top, like in the via, and then you got Broco on one side and then V Man from Slipknot sitting on the other side, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I was just going to go see like a gent band. <laughs> <laughs> Well, out of my comfort zone here. Oh, yeah, straight up, I was just like, yeah, I'm just like, I cannot chill today. Like, because, you know, the anxiety's there, but it's also, like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's a weird bit, because obviously they, because they're a progressive little bands, there's so many, like, gently bits, which, like, people in the pit don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like do, we, do we bounce? Wait, how do, do we mosh spin? this? Yeah. <laughs> how do you mosh in 7-8, man? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It was like when Pliny made us sing Happy Birthday in 7-8. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I enjoyed, I I preferred the opening band to Pliny, to be honest. Astronaut. Uh, I missed man. Astronaut. I was on late out of work and kind of like, oh, no. Oh, um, man. Like, if you've missed Astronaut, definitely go check out. I'm just checking what song it is to. Astronaut. Uh, Astronoid, sorry. Astronoid. Astronoid. Noid, as in the noid. Yeah, astronoid. Um, up and Atom. That is the chat to check out. If you're in a bad mood, listen to that song. Because <laughs> it'll put you in a good one. It's, it's just brilliant. And it was just like really, really good. Uh, I remember Alan was well into it. And he's, he was just like, yeah, yeah, let's go check this out. And then he was just like, he was kind of annoyed that Pliny was on second. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I think with instrumental artists, it's, it's 50-50. It splits people. You know, it's like, I like Pliny. I think because being a guitarist, kind of seeing that much skill and stuff on stage, like wow. But for a, if I was a metalhead who wanted to go to a metal gig, for the energy of metal, I don't think he would do it for me. No, no, that that that's that's understandable, man. You know, like I would love to go see Polyphia at some point, um, because they've got the skill and but they've got hooks though. Like they have choruses. Yeah. Um, whereas like Pliny, I found quite uh, chat. Like I was, I was enjoying what he was doing. I was enjoying the drummer more, to be honest. <laughs> I but, the... Yeah, Pliny's drummer was ridiculous, wasn't it? I was like, like what the fuck is like? Why is he not at the front? I was like, Jesus Christ! Um, but obviously, <laughs> Periphery absolutely smashed it that night. Yes. Yeah, played a uh, lot for Hail. A little bit gutted they didn't come with all their members, but uh... yeah, I mean, it was like what a, f- a four four piece that day, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, four piece. Yeah, but obviously they record as a six piece and play as a five piece. But yeah, yeah. So you got Nolly on backing track, and then who was the guitarist that wasn't there? Um, oh, the one who plays PRS guitars. I can't remember his name. Um, Mark. Mark. Mark Holcomb. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Holcomb was not there. But obviously Misha was there, and I was. It's like my my man crush Misha. 
Yeah, man, as long as Misha's there, I'm happy, really. Um, <laughs> Misha, Martin, right. Spencer, like, Jake, Jake and Mark are cool, but, like, you know, those those are the those are the, the main three for me, man. Yeah. Like, it was such yeah. a good show, man. Like, they played so much from Hale Stan, I was really happy, because, obviously, crowd were really resonating with, like, some of the really heavy stuff from that record. Yeah, there's a few tracks which I would have liked to see from the older stuff, but... Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There was there was no Icarus lives, but I think they don't particularly enjoy playing that song. But that's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just so good though. <laughs> they didn't play was, much from Peter. I was either. so surprised they played all eighteen minutes of Reptile. Though. I was well happy with that. Yeah, opened with it. I thought I was really <laughs> ambitious, wasn't it? And I was yeah. like, it's a London show. They're gonna get Matey Boy from Sixth out to come and do the bit, and he comes out. Yeah in his Rob Zombie rip outfit. He's basically the British B-Tech version of Rob Zombie at this point. <laughs> Comes out in his cowboy hat and I'm like, yeah, all right, mate, where'd you get that look from? <laughs> yeah, he was, it was good, though. It's like a spoken word bit, but, you know, I was just like, wow, cool. You're out for a minute, or 18 minutes. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy, man. Buy him 20 quid, happy day, job done. <laughs> 20, quid. 20 quid in a full, full pack, yeah, back to his flat. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah man so like with um with your band and stuff like where is where are you based like what's your scene because i've seen you in so many areas at this point yeah I, i'm a bit of a I, I call myself a drifter as in myself <laughs> I, I end up i end up in Hertfordshire, end up like northampton way and stuff like that but we're, we're based in milton Keynes. um yeah we are a milton Keynes band uh but because i'm from bedfordshire and you've got some guys from northampton it's kind of we we do kind of move around a bit and we kind of get out of it. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, because obviously the last couple of times we bumped into each other was at Club 85 in Hitchin. Uh, yeah. But the first time we gigged together, you opened for Misery in yeah. Crawford Arms, right? Yeah, Crawford Arms. That's, that's technically our home venue. So we are the opening specialists of that venue. <laughs> you like, it was a very last minute show. So they probably just, you know, they, they were, I was just like, yo, you need to book a support. And they're like, yeah, we're on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, recently we we, we, uh, we opened for Valis Ablaze there. Nice. Um, open for you guys and then open for Heart of a Coward. It was like oh, sick. a bit of a trend here. Like we are the openers. <laughs> the, the openers, mate. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that as a disservice. To be honest, man. I, 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 I it's a privilege playing that venue. I love playing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing venue. I've played it as a drummer, a guitarist, bassist, and hopefully now as a vocalist soon. But you know, we'll see what happens with venues and stuff. Um, but like, you know just being on that stage and just hearing the, the the crystal clear sound you get it's just brilliant it's just brilliant especially when yeah. nathan's on sound man like he smashes it definitely yeah yeah him and him and tim you can't really go wrong yeah i i, I prefer nathan um anyway <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man. So, like, uh, what was the last... I think the last gig I went to, actually, was as a punter, was Crawford Arms. I went to see Employed to Serve there. Ah, yes. That was a fucking yeah, good show. They're a band that I always see around, but I've never actually seen them yet. Yeah, ne- neither had I. Neither had I. But it's ridiculous, though, because they literally gig everywhere all the time. So it was, I was like, look, I'll just go see them. I'm glad I did, though, because that was the last last gig I've been to. Um, yeah. But you know, probably with, for a while. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's the worrying thing, dude. I do miss gigs, but you know, it's gonna absolutely pop off. Like anybody that's booking a gig on the month that we're out on lockdown and it's just like, oh thank God we did book a gig kind of thing. Because yeah. you're just gonna get so many people to it. It's gonna be so much fun. Um like with that. But um we're with uh, what was it? Employed to serve, Palm Reader and Oh, there was another band. I can't remember. But it was it was a really good time. But with Employed to Serve, I I got on okay with their records, but it, they just don't do the live performance any justice. Like the live performance was so good. It was it was like just record that and make that the album. Like Employed to Serve live now is every album. Yeah, just it needs to be because it's just so much more crushing. It's just it's yeah. you know just so loud, so good. You know, it was really good, man. Like, what's what's your jam, Aaron? Like, what 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 do you fuck with? <laughs> oh, uh, what do I fuck with? I, I'm I'm so random. Like, my music tastes are absolutely all over the shop. Like, I like that. Sometimes, uh, like, is murder is probably one of my big ones at the moment. Yeah. Um, with just because their drama's got the the best banana leg double kicks in the world is that the new the new drummer yeah 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 he's he's very banana (laughs) i know exactly what you mean by banana leg but yeah his his performance on human target is just ridiculous i think it's brilliant oh yeah yeah the way he can just turn his kicks on like 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 a switch yeah No, no no building up no warming up into it it's just there yeah and it sounds less triggered because obviously they record with Will Putney, so you get that really good drum sound anyway. Um, but like, it's like it's such an advancement from the past records. Uh, no, no dishon- uh, dishonor to Lee, the previous drummer. He was great, but it's also yeah. like this guy's just got so much more of a flow. It's less robotic. I, th- I think he's t- yeah he, uh, yeah he definitely got more flow, but I also think he's got a, a, probably a slightly better technique. If that makes sense. Yeah, probably. Like, he's not. You find that uh, with the old drumming, he kind of he was trying to power things through rather than get through in technique. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, man, absolutely. And obviously, you know, CJ does his thing and just doesn't seem to wither with age or you know, no. anything. Just stays the same quality, which is a very high one. It's just like, yeah, insanely cool, yeah. insanely cool. Man. That guy's vocals. If if we ever get to the level where I can ask him to be on the track, he is going to be the first person I call. Yeah, man. As long as you can shell out, you know, the money he's going to charge you for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think... If we get to a big label and they're like, yeah, just, just don't worry. You can have whatever budget you want for your next album. I'll be like, quality. I'll even pay Nolly to play the bass for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pay Nolly to do it all. <laughs> just have yeah, a come <laughs> Just like, yeah, Nolly, you see this record? Yeah, can you just do it, please? Yeah, see, it, see you in a month. <laughs> Uh, as long as you make it all right so that we can play it live, like just nix all your track and just, just make it all the tracks and we'll just stand there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be so yeah, funny. Yeah. Top of the pop star. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I love those old top of the pops videos with them. Um, have you seen the Iron Maiden one where they? No. Uh, the Iron Maiden one is uh, iconic because obviously they're asked to play, but they refuse to mime. So what they did was they're they're like miming on stage, but what they're doing is they're like switching over, and then suddenly like Steve Harris is the singer, and then Nico comes off the drums, and he's playing guitar, and it's just like, 
<laughs> it's in front of this crowd that is just not in slightly impressed <laughs> at all. Oh, that is that is going to be Googled as soon as I get off this call. I want oh, to see that. Man. Uh, yeah, anyone listening as well, do Google that. Just Iron Maiden mime. It's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it's it's the most British response to like the most. <laughs> it's so brilliant. Oh man, it's it's British great. metal response to pop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially back in the day, man. Like some of that stuff's just. Uh, well, I don't know. I th- I think pop's gotten worse with age, but you know it's now kind of like this weird uh, alternative spiral. You got stuff like Billie Eilish going around. Like if you played Billie Eilish ten years ago, people would be like, "Yeah, this is underground dark stuff." And now she's like <laughs> the, one of the most popular artists going. You know, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like um, this whole. I like Billie Eilish. Though. That song does bang. Which one? Bad guy. Oh. It's, it's, it's great it's great I think but, Kyle from Misery described it the best he, I was just like mate this song is really good and he's just like what it's just spooky lord like <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a great song it's a really good song really catchy it's like not so serious as well and I quite like that about it it's quite funny like on purpose yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, but the thing is that that ends like little like like dubby breakdown part like why is that not the whole song what at the end just boom. yeah i don't know that's my least favorite part of the song oh really <laughs> yeah i i don't, I don't get on with that part. that kind of um it's not my vibe i like the whole like silly like, do, 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 do. So, <laughs> silly melodies and stuff yeah well it sounds like we are number one do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's probably like something you really expect to see in the 80s yeah yeah like, like weird, weird psychedelic 80s stuff yeah Hundred percent. It's it's crazy, but I re- I really enjoyed it when it came out, and I and I, I, for once actually understood the hype. Um, <laughs> whereas a lot of the time I'm like, why do people like this? <laughs> yeah, oh, most definitely. Why won't people listen to my thrash metal? You know, <laughs> but they'll listen to this rubbish. So it's like it's like I used to be really into like drum and bass, and now I I just can't stand it. Really. <laughs> Like, I could probably listen to like three tracks, and by that time, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this now. Like, can we move on to something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, people's tastes mature with age and stuff, man. Not saying that drum and bass is immature, but it tends to be a certain crowd of people um, <laughs> that like that like to take special sweeties. They like to take special sweeties in abandoned buildings and uh, till about five a.m. And you know, yeah. t- to be honest, I don't want to be awake at four a.m., let alone five a.m. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, my sleeping pattern at the moment is ruined. <laughs> is it gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like sitting up watching Star Wars Clone Wars cartoons until like three in the morning. Oh, mate, I'm on the final season now. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I, I'm on, I've only just hit season two. I've only literally just started it. Oh, have you? <laughs> have you got this yeah, Disney like, Plus then? Is that why you're on it? Yes, 100%. Yeah, man. D- Disney. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know many people that haven't got it now. <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing is with all these streaming services, man, like, you know, it's a great thing to do because you can do, like, the different accounts on the account. Like, I'm using my girlfriend's Disney Plus, right? Like, I am not paying for it, and I'm having a good time. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, why is this just, like, if the if the streaming sites had just gone, no, it's one account, one person can watch at a time, they'd be getting so much more money, but obviously they'd be getting less people uh, coming you know, signing up for yeah. these sort of things. They'd be like, why would I spend money for one person to use it, you know? 
it's it's, well, it's a, it's a good time. Yeah, but with like Star Wars, man, like you, because you got Mando at the minute as well. Like it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah, and obviously you've got the Obi Wan Kenobi thing, which is due at some point, which is kind of up in air at the moment because of this whole COVID nineteen. Yeah, is it you and uh, playing Obi Wan? It is. Yes. Oh, thank fuck for that. Yeah. If if it wasn't, I'd be like, nah, so, sorry. Like, I'm not usually that kind of guy that's just like, new actor, how dare you? But like, you and McGregor is the Obi Wan that we know and love. Like, even the voice Big actor question. in Clone Wars. Who's your favorite Spider Man? My favorite Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland, obviously. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> not not into the old Spider Man Three, Tobey Maguire. No, so those are the ones I grew up on, right? Like, but they're dog shit. Like, they are so bad. (laughs) The only thing I liked from those movies was the guy who played Doc Ock. I thought Spider-Man 2 was uh, the best of the lot. I thought that was a really good story of someone that was, you know, out of control as a villain. But he was like, he, he had a good heart and stuff and... Yeah. It had a really good storyline and Tobey Maguire didn't have a shit script in that one. Spider-Man 3, I, I, uh, well, my childhood died at Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I was like, Mar- Marvel, what's happening? Like, And obviously then they started doing, they did Iron Man and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, here we go. Here, here's the good stuff. This is what's happening. And then, it, you know, the MCU happened and I was like, Yes, like I'm so grateful that I got to grow up with, you know, the the Endgame crew. Do you know what I mean? Like those were people yeah. I, you know, grew attachments to their characters, um, which is why I think when people went and saw Infinity War and Endgame and hadn't really seen or connected with that through their childhood, they wouldn't get it. Like they wouldn't have the same emotional response. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when Cap... When the hammer hits hits Thanos and you're like, oh, who was that? And then it just goes back to Cap's hand and you're just like, yes, y- yes, <laughs> of course. Like, um, it was um, the other Avengers film when they kind of teased Cap lifted it by... Yeah, Age of Ultron. Yeah, like, whereas they're trying to get it off the table. It's like a drinking game, isn't it? And it ever so slightly nudges. You just see Thor's face, like, fucking shit himself. <laughs> Uh, and then he's just like uh, yeah it's fine it's it's such uh, a fun it's just fun isn't it do you know what I mean it's like it's got really serious elements but they acknowledge that superheroes are superheroes do you know what I mean it's 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 silly it's fun and they use that to their advantage I think as soon as they started doing that because I think Spider-Man, the first lot, they tried to do it too um, too seriously and then it actually flopped up on itself a bit. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the scene in Spider-Man 3 with him walking around doing the dancing and stuff, I was just like, this is so out of the blue, I, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> Whereas I think... To, to, but go back the, to best the, part, huh? the best part of those Spider-Man films is when he's fighting the wrestling match in the cage against Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh my God, it's him, isn't it? Yeah. I've just clocked <laughs> that, that it's Randy Savage he fights in the cage. <laughs> right. these, what's his name? Uh, they changed his name, did they? Um, Bonesaw, they called him. Yeah, Bones. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, Bones. Yes. Yeah, oh That's my God, it makes so one. much sense now. Aaron, you've just opened up my eyes to... That is hilarious. That's so everything yeah. about Randy Savage just makes me laugh. Like, have you seen that um, 
South Park episode, the, one of the recent ones, where it's like um, it's uh, it's touching on the topic of uh, male to female trans people entering uh, women's Olympics and stuff like and competitions. And uh, it's really it's really wholesome at the start and stuff. And then it's just like, oh, there's a new contestant, Heather Swanson, that's a, a trans woman. Um, and uh, she's in the competition and it's like, you know, and then this woman's like, oh, no, I don't discriminate and stuff. And it just comes along and it is Ratcho Man, Mandy Sav- <laughs> Randy Savage. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to squish you all. I'm the strongest woman here and stuff. It's just so absurd, but it's so funny, man. It's just everything about his character, his aura, just makes me laugh. It's just so funny. Yeah, I'm a massive wrestling fan, so... Are you? Yeah. Oh, man, my my wrestling knowledge is very limited, dude. I I, I used to watch WWE when I was was younger, but I I don't follow it now. I I don't follow it now, um, but with WWE, I'm more into New Japan and... All Elite Wrestling. Okay. Uh, Tell me a bit I'm, about I'm that. Very, Educate me. I'm, I'm in, one of those indie boys. <laughs> Independent wrestling. You'll be, the, you'll be the guy in like uh, five years where it's just like, oh yeah, I was into it way before it was cool. Like, you know. Yeah. I yeah. like their first album. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like people who like Trivium and Ember to Inferno. Oh, like, yeah. Like, even Trivium are like, <laughs> when I saw them live on the silence in the snow tour on the back end of it they just released the ab initio thing like the yeah emma to inferno re, re and he's just like uh we're gonna play a song off that record uh, we put it out it it's it's all right because <laughs> <laughs> it's like just because it's first i think people have an attachment again like what i was referring to earlier with you know things people grow up with they grow emotional attachments to things that way they appreciate it more and they can see what other people might not be able to see I appreciate that, yeah. but then I think when people just like, no, I lost interest after their second album, and it's just like, but there's been so many good ones since. I had a conversation with um, uh, Matas uh, from LSB Alternative Music, uh, which is probably the episode before this one, um, and we were discussing how Trivium have like aged like a fine wine. Like it's gotten so much better over time, I think. Yeah. I, I get yes I I have to agree yeah but I I still want to see this next album absolutely bang yeah like I, what what um what the dead men say yeah yeah like, if if they if they can use like there was little parts in in um in the sentence where they played little riffs and like little breakdowns like that could be a main riff of another song which absolutely slams yeah but yeah you're absolutely right they've got too many uh riffs to choose from I think <laughs> you know but I think that's that's half of the half of Matt's issue where Matt's sitting on Twitch all day streaming making up riffs and he's like oh put that in the bank yeah exactly and he's got a, a riff bank of a million riffs he's like yeah I've got five fit albums this next album yeah absolutely man but what I've noticed about sort of Trivium is the main riff can sometimes be the uh, chorus um, yeah. So I think sometimes when you've got songs like on the the last record, Sin and Sentence, with songs like Betrayer, it's like it feels kind of empty. Like when I heard that on uh, the rock show on Radio One, I was like, yeah, this is probably the weakest one they've released. Because when you listen to the rest of that record, when you got stuff like uh, Beauty and the Sorrow, Wretchedness Inside, just like they should have been singles. Do you know what I mean? Right. 
Genesis is like so so good. It's like the lowest tuning trivia we've ever played in the world. It's like drop G sharp or something like that. Yeah, well, they did a lot of it on Silence in the Snow. A lot of that's in drop G sharp. You know, like yeah. it's. But I think you you definitely hear it on Wretchedness Inside. Um, it's it's. But that's that song's been around for ages. That was one of Matt Hafey's songs from years ago. But I think Alex Bent as a drummer was like, let's re-record it for this album. It's a great song, yeah. and it will fit. Um, you know, and they down-tuned it a whole step. So I think it was in A-sharp originally, but yeah. And then obviously they did a music video for Beyond Oblivion, and I was like, I was very happy with that. I was just like, yeah, this should have been a single, let's be honest. I think Trivium having Alex Bent as well really helped them because they now have a drummer that can match their riff playing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Like, I had a similar conversation, as I said earlier, with, uh, with Matas yesterday about his... The way he works as a drummer is so unique. Um, they can yeah. really afford to experiment. Like, when I think he's going to do something different, he's, like, really playing around with it. It can kind of almost sound a bit, not sloppy, but it's it's got a nice flow to it. Like, um, the, the, the new Die Art guy, there's there's something that just flows with his playing. Um, so what they've done with the, the new record, what the Dead Men say, they've recorded all the instruments first and then recorded the drums last to give him oh, that freedom. Go, so, Alex, go, go, go nuts on that. Yeah, just like, Alex, see you in a week, mate. Like, <laughs> you stay in this one, uh, this practice room, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure they've recorded yeah, in something. He lives here now. Awesome. What's that? You don't, he lives here now. You don't come out until this, this album's done. Yeah, here's, here's some Twinkies, like, you know, <laughs> and some Mountain Dew. Last five million years. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, like uh, Trivium, a great band. Like what? So you got Die Art, Trivium. What else do you fuck with, man? Like what? What's what's the weird one? What's your weird? Uh, I'm really into a jazz artist called Gregory Porter. I've heard of him. Yeah, and I've seen him a few times, and every time I've seen him, it's not been in this country. I've always gone to Belgium, Italy. I I like seeing him not in. England. Yeah, no, I've just Spotified him. I know this guy because when I was working in HMV, we were selling the the Nat King Cole one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love Nat King Cole, so I was just like, you know, I need to, I need to check this out. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's got a beautiful voice, man. Beautiful voice. But yeah, I haven't heard his original stuff. Yeah, um, Liquid Spirit. The album Liquid Spirit is probably the one to to Liquid Spirit. go on. I'm looking at his streams now. Liquid Spirit, 35 million streams. Is the Claptone remix or should I find the original? Find the original. Yeah, I, I, that's why I always ask with remixes. <laughs> the, the remix is, is a house track. Um, whereas. Yeah, that's probably why it's got 35. The original, it's, it's him, a drum kit, and a double bass, and, and a horn section. Oh, lovely. That's like nice. proper jazz. All right, I've added, I've added Liquid Spirit to it, the title track. Lovely yes, stuff. That's good. Good, yeah, because my music tastes are really varied because my mum's kind of very, very mum's. She's come through the 80s as an acid house raver, um, <laughs> and then kind of fallen into this kind of soul and R&B kind of disco side of things as well. Yeah, so yeah, my music tastes like I get woken up because my sleep patterns are ruined, so I get woken up in like the middle of the day by my mum, uh, like just banging out some random jazz or soulful house or like that. So. That's nice to wake up to though, man. Like something with a bit of taste, it's you know? It's <laughs> not bad, yes, it's not bad. Uh, I've woken up to far worse songs, man. Like, 
I think when um I did Bloodstock uh last last year, and I was just like I was just pooped after Parkway, man. I was just like I've been drinking all day. I was just like I could feel the hangover coming during Parkway set. Like I was like. <laughs> It was it was a bad time, so I got got back to the ten, and there's this guy just absolutely blasting Slayer, just absolutely hammering it, like it sounded as loud as the stage, and it's like his camping chair was like right next to where my head was, and he's just put this thing next to my head, and I'm just like, look, just put your earphones in, just try and like sound it out. And then he's just like, uh, his mate's just like, come on, mate, turn it down. Like, I'm, li- I'm listening to this discussion. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, no, let's listen to that one again and stuff. And I'm like, man, they've got, like, three good songs, let's be honest. And then he was just like, turned it off. And then comes back an hour later, just like, Slayer! And I'm like, it's 4 a.m., go to bed. Like, there's worse things to be woken up to, trust me. <laughs> Wait, I think that's the only reason why I want to get moulded in Immortus. Just because I want to just be able to throw people out. <laughs> it's not even for the musical purpose. It's just no, like when I'm you're not, just sick I'm of people's shit. I don't, I don't even wear ears live. But. <laughs> <laughs> you just, yeah, just pop them in. Just like, oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. Can't, I can't hear you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. You keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> if, you like, if you wear a ninny, you look like a better musician, don't you? Like. Yeah, I mean, it's when you see people like put blue tack in their ears and it's just like, ah, uh, B-Tech. <laughs> yeah, not quite the same. Not quite like, the same. Thousand pounds molded in ears. Got like nine drivers inside them. Oh, man, I couldn't spend that money. I don't have that money. <laughs> I know, like, I, I'm saving up for a Kemper at the moment. I'm like, oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go down that route. I, don't, I never want to press a pedal ever again. Yeah, you just like so, want to set it all up. I want it all. Doing MIDI switch to buy, buy well, when the tracks are playing. So yeah. like, pretty much the whole reason why I brought this Mac top, this Mac Mac top MacBook, which I'm talking to you on, is just because I wanted to run tracks off it. Yeah, I, d- I don't blame you, man. Like uh, as a musician, I think people need to invest in a Mac at first before they do anything else because there's so much you can do on it. Just torrent logic or something, because you know there's no point paying for that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, with with the 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 Kemper and stuff, how much do Kempers usually go for nowadays? Well, if you're looking at brand new, you can go anywhere sixteen hundred plus a foot switch, which is probably about six hundred. Um, <laughs> second hand, fifteen hundred quid will get you a pair. Shit, the bed. Fucking hell. That's that's yeah. Nah, <laughs> I'll stick. I'll stick with my. Uh, uh, solid state black star for now, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm playing at the moment, I'm playing... What am I playing at the moment? I'm playing an Engel. Oh, nice. Engel Powerball 100. Um, anything is, it's just... I, the, the Kemper is really, because I want to record our next album, I want to record as much as I can to save money. Yeah, um, definitely it's my choice. That's yeah. where the Kemper's going to come in. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, get everything done in... Uh, I think some bands uh, lack in pre-production um, and yeah. they end up spending money that they don't necessarily have needed to spend in studio. Um, yeah. I, I, it still baffles me that young bands go into studios like writing lyrics there and then and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, you need to go in with like half it, half of it already done. Like yeah. just save yourself the just... money. You know what I mean? Yeah, so pretty much I'm, at the moment I'm in the process of just demoing as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, any riff that comes to my head, I'll try and make a track or a part of a track out of it. 
And then when the boys and us get back together and we're actually allowed to socialise, we'll sit down, listen to it all through and decide what we want to keep, what we want to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. No, fair play, dude. Fair play. Then you've got a lot to choose from, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much it's going to be a case of I'll have everything down, all the drums will be programmed electronically using some sort of get good drums program. Yeah, man. Uh, That's what I use for the Runa yeah. stuff, man. And it's, uh, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I think the drums sound absolutely crushing on it. So, <laughs> yeah. yes, exactly that. So, I've just, uh, I have invasion of then. I've just bought the uh, Matt Halpern kit, so the Peripheries Drummers yes. kit. And that's, yes. that's ridiculous. The symbol selection on both of them is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. dude, like, I don't know how to use any of this stuff. I'm, I'm basically the guy that demos it all via, like, so when I'm. With with the ruiner stuff, I I demo it in my electric kit, so I'm just like playing yeah. my, so I record everything and then send it off to uh, Ryan Wood, uh, whose uh, podcast probably going to come out today at some point, but I don't know when <laughs> this is getting released. Um, but yeah, it will be out. But he's the guy that does uh, makes it sound pretty, basically. So I send it yeah. all off to him, and then what he does, he uses a uh, the invasion. Uh, tr- uh, I think uses the invasion symbols, and I think uses another kit, get good kit for the 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 toms kick and snare. Probably, probably uh, whatever it is, something a massive, modern and massive. Yeah, probably something like that. Um, like something really, really pounding. Um, uh, I guess it just works so well with the the riffs I pop in. Um, but yeah, he he does all that and stuff. But I I cannot vouch for get good drums more than I already do. I think it's the sound is just exactly what you need and it yeah. might cost a bit of money to invest in it but then it's also like you're going to save so much more money than recording live drums uh depending yeah, on what sound you want really man like you know if you want something a little less uh produced and stuff like i don't think you know program drums are going to work very well but you know depends yeah i think with us we kind of i program the drums and then i'll send them over to johnny and johnny will Try his best to learn him. If not, we'll force him to learn him. <laughs> Poor uh, drummer. Oh. And then from that, we send him into the studio, let him have a couple of days of recording everything. Yeah. And then we can kind of, if we need to add little samples and add bits to it, we can. But I want to try and keep that live element as much as possible when it comes to our, our drums because Johnny's probably the most talented member of our band, so we might as well show him off a bit yeah man i mean definitely if he's <laughs> if he's good at like i mean I've, I've been in bands before as as a drummer and had guitarists sent me drum parts i'm like that's not actually doable and then when i hear drummers do the not doable stuff i'm like ah maybe i'm just not that good <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's all right for some drums you just look at some kits like they'll have their symbols set completely symmetrical either side yeah so they're able to get those hits in on on opposite hands and stuff, but like I've 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 gone on Invasion. You can change your drum kits on there, so I've literally remade Johnny's kit. Oh, nice! So I know that if I'm going to hit a hit a sample, it's going to be in exactly the same place as where it is in his kit, so it's playable. Yeah, no, definitely, and it, I, I, it's actually made me smile that a, a guitarist has just said that. And the listeners, if you're a guitarist listening in, what Aaron just said, be more like Aaron, because <laughs> your drummers <laughs> are suffering. Drummer. <laughs> oh man, yeah man. So, oh, is there anything he's, else you wanted to play today, dude? Huh? He's at the back of the stage getting all sweaty, and no one <laughs> just... doesn't get any photos taken of him. No. Oh, sorry, mate. The light wasn't on you. Yeah. 
Flash, mate. So, uh, Come on. <laughs> I just need a profile picture. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one profile picture for a cover photo. That'll do me lovely. Oh, man. So is there anything else you wanted to plug today, man? Um. Well, at the moment, our YouTube channel, um, you'll have to find it through our Facebook because we haven't got enough followers to change the link yet, so I can't just say. just Or just Google, or just YouTube Take Refuge. Um, we're kind of releasing our whole Bloodstock set over the next couple of weeks. Oh, nice. Because um, obviously we played Bloodstock last year. We won the Metals of the Masses. We were lucky enough to do that. And uh, Amazing. Yeah, so we are releasing that. Um, the, the next one goes live today, uh, in an hour, actually. I should probably do some, some sort of promote post about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oops. Maybe. Me, me striking again uh, with the old random releases. <laughs> The element of surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know when it's coming. But yeah, so that's at the moment. That's pretty much all we're doing. Um, we need to get back in the studio. We, we had a single book in to be. We should have been in the studio last week doing another another couple of singles, but obviously this whole COVID nineteen situation. Yeah, it's ruined that for everyone. Oh man, gutted. Well, well, I mean, maybe you can sit on the songs for a bit longer. You know, it gives you the opportunity to maybe, you know tweak any yeah. parts you want to tweak or whatever but you know I, I i hate that feeling like not being able to go into studio when you've been looking forward to it for so long because i i love yeah. going to studio man when i used to um yeah that's, so this is going to be our first foray into a lower tuning oh, so right. we're uh, we've gone to drop drop a sharp oh lovely i love that tuning, is, man. so we used to be in drop c yeah um but every band's in drop c in in the Northamptonshire way, so we oh, <laughs> yeah, literally you go to every gig, like you could probably choose one guitar for every band playing. Yeah, man. Well, drop C to A sharp's a sensible one. Like while she sleeps, did it. You know, it is. Yeah. It, it just gives you that little, a little bit more of that uh, edge. You know, I think it's, I think it's great tuning. You know, I might be writing some stuff in that sort of thing soon because the ruin isn't drop C at the minute it just works for the style we're doing at the minute but drop A sharp's definitely one I'm, um, I'm toying with <laughs> yeah drop, drop A sharp's I think it's, it's quite nice um, obviously I've got it was the only annoying thing was having to try and find a string gauge which I liked yeah um, because I play with my guitars quite heavy so gone by on the drop C guitars I have a 56 through to 13 nice um so they're, they're quite quite chunky yeah man um, I, I like them thick I like them thick I, I tried the Ernie Ball Mammoths the other day really enjoyed yeah. them really enjoyed so them so I, I tried the Mammoth but I, I didn't like how like the top string was fine the second string was fine and then everything else didn't really feel right oh okay so yeah. I've had to go for a custom set so pretty much what I did I took a uh, Denario MYXL 8 string pack yeah. and then took away the 8th and the 1 Nice, nice. Yeah, they they, uh, they are the 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 other choice I I tend to go for is the Daddario stuff, the MYXL. They've always been really good. I'm just struggling yeah. with the guitar I've got at the minute. <laughs> so I I am I I I am playing, I am playing Ernie Balls and everything now just because it's cheaper. It is way cheaper, way cheaper. Um, and I'll still get a good, a good amount of time out of the strings. So yeah. Maybe a month. Yeah, I... <laughs> exactly. So, well, I'm, I'm, it depends what I'm doing. Like, if I'm just jamming around the house, probably, I can be sitting on there until they break. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's recording and stuff like that, or gigging, I try to change it up. Yeah, 
change him every few weeks. Oh, fair. Or fresh yet for recordings, but yeah. No, that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Well, I've got, I'm sure Ernie Ball would have glad that you've plugged them as well as Dodario. <laughs> yeah, Dodario, yeah. you're great, but you're a bit expensive. Ernie Ball, you're you're doing all right there. It's yeah, he's, good price and strategy. He's the bloke. He's the bloke at the bar that will always lend you a fiver. You know, he's he's the trusty good old Ernie. <laughs> Um, yeah, great yeah, popular, drinking nothing but red stripe all day. <laughs> oh, mate, I wish. So, uh, man, um, with uh, Take Refuge, where can people find the socials? What's the Instagram handle? Facebook? Uh, so, our Instagram or pretty much everything is Take Refuge UK. Nice. So, pretty simple. And it's not like bands which have hundreds of different links for everything. But yeah, everything's Take Refuge UK. I'll be the Spotify. You can find us on there. Um, and then also. Facebook, Instagram. We haven't got a Twitter. I don't know if I should start a Twitter. I don't know, uh, man. Twitter's just for like boobs. I mean, uh, uh, what, whatever you do, mean. I I didn't know that there was boobs on Twitter. I don't, I, I, I don't know about that. Um, There's a lot of <laughs> I have I have a personal Twitter, but I don't have a band Twitter. Yeah, man. But then just post the band shit on your your normal one. I think I think yeah. bands on Twitter. It's just Instagram, just without the photo, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, or even with the photo, but you can only attack photos of boobs. That's the way it works. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I know, that. Check Every out my riffs. Every single picture should be boobs, <laughs> mate. But then just catch it with our new singles out now. Yeah, exactly. Just like be a winner. check out our new single on OnlyFans forward slash Take Refuge UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you'll fit in with a Club Eighty Five scene like a like no nobody's business. Going <laughs> <laughs> up. Sending records like hotcakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice one, Matt. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, honestly, that's great. Um, So I usually play a song at the end of the podcast. Is there a Take Refuge song you want me to play? Um, Let's play The Gods Walk Among Us. Gods Walk Among Us. I fucking love that title, man. Yes. Um, it's a debut song. Uh, we debuted it at the Metal to the Masses final. Nice. And it kind of... Was one of the tracks that we felt is good. Yeah, the one, the one. Like, let's say the one that won it over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the one that got us to bloodstock. I think. Nice, fantastic. Right, Aaron. Pleasure chatting with you, man. I'm just gonna do a quick Thank fake very much, goodbye. Bobby. See you later. No worries, mate. Okay, so that was Aaron Pickering from Take Refuge, and this is the Gods Walk Among Us. <laughs>